4: Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, a legacy game for Mahomes and Burrow. Can the KC defense hold Cincy in check and one massive advantage the Chiefs have over the Bengals? Special guests include Reed and Mahomes at 11, Josh Klingler at 1230. Now two guys who have absolutely no intention of paying attention to each other today, Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. I can't speak for Cody. I plan on being locked in. I don't plan on repeating anything. I thought you might try to exact your revenge on Cody today.
0: No, I.
5: I'll try not. I'll try not to repeat anything. We
0: don't. You don't usually lose Alex for like individual segments in the middle of the show. You just lose Alex for like half a show. He has like big things going on. Half a show. Here's the
4: thing, Cody. We've been. We've been pretty tough on you this week. I give you that. I think you brought a lot of that on yourself. What I don't like is to see you lashing out at Alex the way you have. <laughs> you get defensive and then you lash out. And that's yeah. not right. That's not going to get us where we need to go. What's going to get us where we need to go? Admittance. Acceptance. I've
0: admitted many times already that I've done those things.
4: And and maybe trying to internalize that and try to find a way to, to come out better on the other I, side. I You're think- not going to get that by throwing him
5: under the bus. I you're already today's going to be much better, man. Today's going to be much better. I I'm willing to believe that you will not I repeat so. me twice mm. in one show. It's hard to say. Both but. on Kansas State and KU, there was also there was another time we didn't even pull the audio of that happened later in the show, but at that point it was like we can't just stop the show this many <laughs> damn times. There Too was many. there was an incident later in the show as well. Yeah, that it was we're, we're, where a question was asked, but we're good, man. We're we're good. It's a Wednesday in Kansas City. We continue to, to inch closer to AFC title game. We're going to hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes today coming up right around 11. Hopefully Patrick Mahomes. Wow. Is that confirmed? He's supposed to talk. Why wouldn't
0: he? Eh, sometimes they like to Why throw Chad Hennie's name out Why there, wouldn't you know?
5: they? If you do that, you want to talk about speculation getting that crazy. Will,
0: that, you want to talk about line movement? Wait till if it's not yeah. Patrick Mahomes talking today. You can't, uh, it, you Pat can't do that. At
5: two days after
4: Andy Reed says or he's last gonna night. play. Or okay or Nope,
0: the Chiefs you, can and have. They made Chad any talk on the Wednesday after the Browns game, so I don't think that that's impossible from
5: the that playoffs was, two years ago. But that was like I trust this unknown. organization. That was where it was unknown, right, whether he had a concussion or not. That was a little that was more gray because they could actually yeah. hide behind that a little bit more. This one we Andy Reid was just on Tom Brady's podcast yesterday saying that oh he's doing really well now or much better you know he's doing fine now but it's all vague oh of course it is and they're going to be vague. look you're not getting like <laughs> Andy real spoiler, we all I want you to listen to 1150 but he's not going to be like so here's the type of sprain here's what we're doing the next three here's days the exact amount of and, swelling and we're going to actually have to not do this on Sunday because of his ankle of course that's not going to be the answer uh, no I expect to hear from Patrick Mahomes at eleven fifty, along with Andy Reid, shortly after or shortly after um, Andy, I expect to hear from Patrick Mahomes, I should say. And we, we did. We saw the the photo from the gym. Nate Taylor kind of confirmed it as well. Cause I was you did a radio hit yesterday. I did one this morning, and they're like, You don't actually believe the the photo of Mahomes at the gym on Monday and I go, Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, it's it's real. They thought like they thought it was a fake photo of Mahomes with the ankle weights on at the gym. Like the the fake one that existed at that well, what do you it was with? It's like Brett Feach and
0: oh, Odell no, Beckham, Le'Veon
5: Bell, and Beckham at the five guys. Yeah, yeah. One, cool. of it, one of them was real. One of them was real. Just they have since cropped any they've other it. They've doctored it so many yeah. other times. Yeah. No, Mahomes was at a a performance rehab facility, training facility, whatever you want to call it. With you know, with his trainer Nate, essentially confirmed it because we were like, we we even kind of questioned if it was real, and he said, no, no, it's it's real, and we trust our guy Nate Taylor on that kind of stuff. So look. Uh, we'll hear from them, and we'll be on ankle watch again throughout the show today, as we all are. Josh Klingler is going to join us, Chief Silent Reporter, coming up around 1230 or so. But I, I think we understand we're already starting to see the shaping of, I believe, conversations that will be really all over the place next week if the Chiefs lose. But I don't know why they're happening this week. It, it centers around... Uh, both NFL network and ESPN for that matter, but the, the notion of what it means for Mahomes and what it means for Burrow with a win or a loss. In particular, I've already seen the conversations happening about well, if Burrow beats Patrick Mahomes, how can you make the case that Mahomes is still better than Burrow? That's already being put out there, Cody. The game hasn't gonna happen on Sunday, and there's already ready there's people already ready to pounce all over that take, all over that narrative. And I guess I should not be Can't surprised. Wait. This is exactly how it goes. What does it mean, though? Honestly, like, what does it mean? Because I don't think it's even a valid conversation, really, until Burrow beats Mahomes, and then you can at least entertain it. I still disagree with the notion because I would say Patrick Mahomes has done something in his first five years in the league that nobody else has. And now in year six, he's going to end up with his second MVP. And even if he loses Sunday, we'll still have the ring, two MVPs. And he did it this year without Tyreek Hill. And he's been to five AFC title games. Like, I, I don't think Burrow winning on, on Sunday just moves Burrow in front of Mahomes. Since when did we do that?
0: Well, some of it is related to the fact that, you know, we say Burrow versus Mahomes like they actually play against each other in a way. Right. Because they don't. They play against opposing defenses. Right. But that's not really how we've ever viewed the quarterback position. This argument is is so flawed just on its premise. Because by that same argument, Joe Flacco is better than Tom Brady or Eli Manning is better than Tom Brady or I don't know, Peyton Manning might be better than Tom Brady. He had a winning record against him in the playoffs. Joe Flacco was 2-0 in AFC title games. Everybody remembers Matt Stafford being the best quarterback in the NFL last year. Yeah, it's just like simply winning (laughs) a game doesn't do it. Like there are advantages for the Chiefs in certain parts of the rosters and then there are clearly advantages for certain part of the rosters for Cincinnati. And Cincinnati has the single greatest advantage that we can talk about later in the week as well, which is your quarterback on a rookie contract that continues to be a massive trend line in the NFL. And yeah, I can watch a guy who's won a Super Bowl, has been to five straight AFC title games, and as you've said, is getting ready to win two MVP awards and understand that individual games will not determine what I think who is the best quarterback in the NFL. I think it's a straw man argument. I don't think that there's really any weight behind it. I'm sure people will make the argument. Oh, we know it's. I'm coming. sure it'll be on every first take or Good Morning Football or every oh. single talking head show oh. will be
5: the conversation that exists there. But
0: my eyes and stats and a million oh. other things can tell me that it's not the case. We
5: know it's coming because it's already happening. Now the only way you can They're stop like it from doing it, The, the only weird. way you can stop it from truly happening is, of course, if Patch Mahomes goes out there and, and and beats Joe Burrow and he does it on a bad ankle and then the the the, the narrative uh just continues to grow in the legacy if you will of Mahomes continues to grow from there and I you and I were talking uh before about this with other t- other times in Mahomes's career already where these these stats have been put out there that try to downplay uh his accomplishment what I mean by that is I already you know I don't hate to just like pinpoint one random person, but it's a it's a media member, so that's fine. Like Scott Caxmar put this out, you know the the amount of losses Mahomes would have in an AFC title game at home if he loses on Sunday, as if it's this huge, huge negative. like because Mahomes lost, we you know, in 2018. and obviously last year his first year's an NFL his start, first year right? is the start of the Patriots and Tom yeah. Brady, the best quarterback in NFL history. Um, with a terrible defense, and then we all know last year, and then obviously this scenario would involve the Chiefs losing on Sunday. Let's hope that's not the case, but we we, we are in the – LeBroning it now. That's what's already happening, and for those that don't know that we're referencing, of course, that is – LeBron James, of course, is un- unbelievable. You can make the argument, of course, is he better than MJ or not. We're not going to have that debate, I promise you. Um, but my point being is he's that damn good that even the good stuff that you can bad. only have – People will turn into a negative. Like to be in five straight AFC title games, you're pretty damn good. But people will use that as a negative. Like, well, how come you haven't won all five, Cody? You know, like how come you haven't won all five of them? You know, that that's the kind of stuff. That's where we're at now in Mahomes' career, and it sucks, but that this is only gonna continue.
0: It's hard because every other AFC starting quarterback combined, right? Joe Burrow would probably be second on the list right now.
5: I think based he's based the on second cur- best.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm based on current starting quarterbacks in the AFC. Joe Burrow has as many AFC title game
5: appearances as anyone else. So he's got the second most at two. I think he's the second best quarterback in the AFC. I do. And I think Josh Allen's still fantastic. But at some point. He's the you second best in the, the AFC. He's B- the second a- best in the NFL, a- a- right? A- a- I mean, I don't know why you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I think at some point you have to win the big games. And Josh Allen hasn't been able to do that. He's only been
0: to a mean single, single think Josh division. Allen, game.
5: Josh Allen doesn't stink. 30 of the 32 teams would love Josh Allen as their quarterback. The only teams that wouldn't is Kansas City and Cincinnati because those two guys are better. Other than that, Josh Allen, every other general manager would swap their quarterback, every single one, outside of Kansas City and Cincinnati. The
4: beautiful thing is the way that we do this; we it's a moving target as to what we're talking about and what constitutes being the best quarterback, because all of our eyes tell us that Patrick Mahomes is the best, and also there's...
0: every stat. Tells yeah. Us that.
4: So yeah, there's more than just that. But then we'll start to start to talk about. Well, when we talk about legacy, it's all about what you do in the postseason. So if Burrow beats Mahomes twice in the postseason, ipso facto, he's the better quarterback. But then it's
0: like, what if he doesn't win the Super Bowl? And one guy's right. been to five AFC title games and two Super Bowls. One guy's been to two AFC title games and two Super Bowls. But one guy has a win and two MVPs. Like by what metric because yeah. they played in a game no, against
4: do, each other twice? But we, but we do we do this so it makes it really easy to make whatever argument you want to make. That I, day. I
5: I understand that. I will say if if Burrow beats Mahomes on Sunday and then does go and beat Philly or San Francisco whoever's in on the NFC side and wins a ring he won't have the MVP yet, but he will have the ring. Like we have to admit, the gap in terms of accomplishment, all that will—I mean—will get very close. Like they, sure. will, they will be so incredibly be, close. So they'll but both he's be not, one-time he's Super Bowl passing. winners. He's yeah, not passing Mahomes though.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. What they'll both be one-time Super Bowl winners with two appearances. But one guy will still have two MVPs and a 50-touchdown, 5,000-yard season. will still have statistically things that other quarterbacks have never done in the first five years of their NFL career. Like, he'll still have yeah. the advantages and all the other ancillary things. The thing Burrow would have the advantages is he beat that team head-to-head four times in a row if he's able to win this game on Sunday. And I know that people are having a hard time looking at it because at a certain point in an NFL metric, it's hard because four games is a small sample size. If that were a regular season, we'd be like, what the hell do I care about four games for? But it's hard when it's the same team over and over again. And honestly, these teams haven't changed dramatically. Cincinnati's been virtually the same team for those four games. Kansas City has been the same team for half of those games. And then Tyreek Hill-less for the other two of those games. The one in the regular season this year and the one they're getting ready to play. But I understand the legacy stuff. I understand it. Burrow gets to vault up clearly to number two without a question. All by his lonesome. And he might be there anyway but it's still like if i'm gonna, if you're going to make me choose
5: between the two i i can still watch them play football and i know who's better there's so i, I won't love it on monday if it's there because that means the chiefs lose but right now i kind of love that this is all out there because we just know stuff gets back to to Patrick Mahomes and i understand it's the title he's going to be plenty motivated anyway it's the trip on to the super bowl on the line and that's who he is but all these these conversations especially on the national shows pete schrager out there saying that they're you know you can't even argue it anymore if Mahomes loses, or how's he going to play with the bad ankle and all that? I I love how it's setting up for Sunday, though. I don't know about you, like from what knowing the type of competitor that Mahomes is, like and how he clearly hears everything. He doesn't tell you he does, but he does, and and he'll make a you know the counting on his fingers, whatever it may be in the history of his career already that he's. And the done. rest of the team's got to be hearing and the this rest right, of right up too. I I love the setup for this. Somehow we've gotten to a point where people are counting Patrick Mahomes out at home. And an AFC title game and saying that if the other guy beats you, he might be better than you. I love the setup. I think it's fantastic. Bring it on. Let's go. I know that we
0: complained a little bit about in the the Bucs game. We're like, hey, there's you and I were both like, I cannot give you a single football reason why the Bucs win this game. The only reason I can give you is that. But in the Chiefs game, I can give you both. I can give you some real football reasons, which we'll give throughout the show, of why the Chiefs can win on Sunday. But then I'm allowed to add the narrative part, right? Because Cincinnati won't shut up. Travis Kelsey is saying in his podcast, they are giving them a lot of bulletin board material. You've talked about Mahomes and the way he's acted during that time. Then you got every national talk show saying, this guy's probably better than you. Look at him. He's got the advantage on you. They're already pre-counting the thing to be like, we're just ready to crown Joe Burrow. And look, media likes to do that. They like to look for the next guy. They like to look for the person to put over the top. They tried to do that with Josh Allen this offseason over Mahomes even though Josh Allen had only ever played in a single divisional round game, right? He didn't even and had never done the thing statistically in a regular season that Patrick Mahomes had done. And so it's just this constant narrative of trying to push it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to how the Chiefs respond to all of this on Sunday because this might be the single greatest game from a bulletin board standpoint in Chiefs history.
5: considering what's at stake considering the quarterbacks and where we're at in terms of narratives and all that yeah i mean the th- there's never been a like there's been big games at arrowhead but in terms of the off the field stuff to go along with the on the field stuff and the trash talk that's coming out of cincinnati and then you factor in like the slight bit of unknown right with the injury The build up and the anticipate you you can't have a bigger game than what you're going to get on Sunday, considering everything and what's what's on the line other than the obvious a trip to the Super Bowl. But as we're discussing to start the show today, the legacy impact and what's on the line there. I did think one thing because, you know, we're always looking for the ways how they're going to win, how they're going to win, how they're going to win. Jeff
0: Kerr over at CBS had a great stat for what is maybe the simplest thing ever. The Chiefs are 54 and 3 under Patrick Mahomes when a team scores less than 27 points. And you're like, that's it? Four touchdowns? That's all I'm asking them to hold teams no. under under 27 points. They're 54 and 3. Now look, we can quickly add up where those losses are. One of them is against Cincinnati uh last year in the regular season, the game towards the end of the year. One of them is against the Rams when they both went for 50. In that Mexico city game, but still, man, if all you're asking any defense to do is hold a team under 27 points in a postseason game, where scoring is supposed to be at a premium. Am I not supposed to at that point say He's the only thing
5: though, you know, give me that. So I love the stat. I do, but we also know the score of the last two games has again. been 27, 27, 24. 24. Yeah. <laughs> so you and you told me the status hold them under 27 under 27 so 26 points or less so if it was 26 24 and both the chiefs still lose both of them
0: no I understand but they so, didn't like, <laughs> that wasn't the score though <laughs> right 54 like, and three is a big enough sample size I, I don't I, think we're I, looking I, at any mystery I, here I understand I, we're setting an arbitrary number yeah I'm if you said it was like, 27 or less what is his record it's yeah. probably
5: 54 and eight or 56 and eight who knows I mean do you think this is going to be a lower scoring game because I I think playoff games tend to be I I think they have now if you if you look last week so the week wild card weekend all the games went over their totals so in Vegas last week I think they all but maybe one if not all of them went under so we saw a correction, and the weather is not going to be great on Sunday. Although it looks like the snow might not be happening during the game, it's going to be cold. Both teams play in cold weather. We just saw what Joe Burrow was able to do in the snow in cold Buffalo. So Mahomes' I,
0: ankle, which you would think factors into some of the scoring. Sure,
5: like I, I mean, I would be stunned if, it, by the way, if this is a somehow twenty to seventeen low scoring. That's great news for Kansas City great news! the Chiefs win if you I don't care like how rarely the game. If do you say that about the Chiefs I know that if it's a 20 to
0: 17 game that it favors Kansas I, City I, I actually, usually want the opposite I actually
5: think it does for this Sunday like if that's the style of game because that means the Chiefs defense is is, is slowing down Joe Burrow who has been awesome for the last 10 games or so for this season uh, for Cincinnati it's weird normally you're right we we say like, you get in the 30s they, they can't they can't get to you for the 30s I don't think that's the case with Cincy. If you tell me it's – This out- that tells
0: you that if they get to 30,
5: though. If this game's in the 30s, you're good. I, I See, I, I disagree against Cincy, though. I, I, I understand what the, the sample size that you can give me, but I, I don't think that necess- that means the defense would not have been shutting down Joe Burrow at all throughout the entire game. And you can say, well, that means the Chiefs' offense is moving the ball. I think this is one of those where it's a much bigger deal if suddenly the defense has an answer for Joe Burrow on, than on the other side. Like, I understand we're talking about a team that in the AFC title game last year – blew the, the big 18-point lead in the second half. Mahomes had the worst half of, of his NFL career. Uh, but if this defense is holding Joe Burrow, that, that means they're getting pressure on him. That means,
0: that means for, they're doing something that means they haven't done in the previous something's three Something's
5: got to change, right? Like Otherwise, like it can't just be like, well, they were close again. Three-point margins are three-point margins, but they've beat you three times. They have found a, you have not closed out football games against Cincinnati. You have been unable to do it for whatever reason. You've been up double digits twice. You were up seven, as we all know, in the regular season with the ball until a turnover happened. They have not closed out games against Cincinnati. Cincinnati has been the better finisher in these football games.
0: Consistently. And, I, and I'm not trying to deny that fact or tell you that that's right or wrong, that they're they're in this position. But I also think that from a Chiefs perspective, I do think that there is still, even with Mahomes hurt, I think that there's truth to the idea that if you hold a team under four touchdowns, essentially you're winning because that is a number. Mahomes can get to regularly. And honestly, I'm surprised it's not higher for this defense. That means the entire time Mahomes has been a quarterback. If you can hold a team under 27 points, you are a winner. And there's times where this defense was not nearly good enough of that. And probably what that happens is there's plenty of games. Mahomes wins where it's a shootout. I know that he has an ankle issue and I understand that that should cast some doubt on whether or not he can. Because I I
5: just point out like, I mean, the Chiefs held the Bills to 24. They lost that game. They held the Bengals to 27. They lost that game.
0: Those are two of the three I, I losses but in a, but their those
5: are, history. But they're, it's against the team. Like, the, the teams I we know. thought were the best in the league. Like So, I don't in the playoffs, I guess what I'm saying is that number's great and all. I'm not so sure it's as definitive in the postseason as it is in a regular season game. That's all.
0: Especially because like, two of the losses. it's probably hurts because two of the losses came this year. Because before yes. then, he would have been 50-1 one. One or right. whatever, right? He only had the one loss, and it would have been that huge shootout game against the Rams. And we know that, again, that had nothing to do with him. I know he threw some picks in that game, but that game was firmly on the defense and letting Jared Goff drop 50 on you. It's just a matter of whether or not you think this holds up in the postseason. And to me, lower-scoring games tend to be the case anyway. And if Kansas City can regularly win games at those scores, I really think that we're you know we're gearing back towards that. I think holding them under 26
5: or 27 yeah. is a huge I- difference. In another way that's kind of added to this game on a smaller scale, but, uh, you know, Cincinnati is is playing some some games here, some gamesmanship, even with the roster move that happened in the last 24 hours or so. It sounds weird because we're talking about a special teams player, but – uh, special teams player who led the team in special team snaps this year. That's right. Chris Lamons, who all of a sudden, I think we used to call him Chris Lamons, and I swear all of a sudden out of nowhere we started calling him Chris Lamons in Kansas City. Here. I don't know. Seriously, I swear two years ago he was not Chris Lamons. Le- I swear he was Chris Lamons. I don't know. All uh, Anyway, Chris Lamons, Chris Lamons. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> he uh, was. I like really... that none of us are going to be like, you know, I'm going to really do the research, though, and um, make sure that it's Lamons. He was cut by the Chiefs. And there was some thought that if he cleared waivers, they would bring him back by Sunday and, you know, and and activate him and all that. Um, He ends up getting claimed off waivers by Cincinnati. Of course he does. Of course. Now he can't even be on the roster till after the Super Bowl. So he like, he's not playing for Cincy. Like that's, he's not playing for Cincy. it was just clearly a, you know, we're taking away your best special teams. Yeah. Like we'll kind of screw you over a little bit here. And maybe we'll have a phone call with Chris and he'll give us some information kind of thing. Although Chris, why would he get screwed in this whole thing? He doesn't get a play in a Super Bowl either way, no matter who wins on Sunday. He can't be on anybody's roster. Who would you Super be Bowl. more mad at? The team that
0: cut you or the team
5: that claimed you, mm. therefore you can't play. Because the Chiefs
0: did still uh, cut him.
5: They did, but did they have a conversation with him before? Did they say, hey, look, here's our plan, here's what we're thinking. We need some you know, we got some other guys that we're gonna have to activate. You know, Jody Fortson or whoever, right? Uh, to we, sneak might you to, through. we might have to have a third quarterback active, whatever, like, whatever the decision is. But of is. all the guys to
0: sneak through on the roster, why the guy who leads your team in special teams for uh, a legit. year in which your special teams I, is not very I good? I understand. I, would I don't know. You, just like don't who? activate Jody Fortson. Like, I know that you think you might want him as a player or you might want uh-huh. Clyde O'Zallaire around this year, and that Chris Lamont doesn't exactly move the needle as much as guys who do get on the field, but he led the team yeah. in special team snaps, the and their special, special teams stunk. And largely, I got told they stunk. Like, if the, the excuse makers for the Chiefs to tell you it stunk because of all the youth, right? They got five rookies on the special teams unit. They haven't had as much time as normal to come together. So you're what? You're going to get rid of your most experienced special teams player? That feels dangerous. Like, I know that in the end, this is not, this is not to me, this is not a huge deal. It's not like, wow, Patrick Holmes' ankle. Yeah. But it's not no deal either. Not being able to get LeMans is not no deal. For a team that has had special teams issue, for as much as we've talked about that unit, it's not uh, nothing I mean, either. I mean, I, somewhere I, in the middle. Maybe it's on the below end of average, but it is gamesmanship. And credit to Cincinnati for pulling it off. Uh, if I were Lemons I'd be pissed.
5: Well, yeah, he doesn't get he, one. He doesn't get paid this weekend, <laughs> so he's missing out on, yeah, on post-season a postseason game. He's check. missing out on a playoff game check, and then uh, I, 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 he's not playing in the Super Bowl either way. He can't play on the bank. He can't play on Cincinnati's roster until after the season. So yeah, he gets he gets screwed in this. Dave Toulon probably 65 not sixty five
0: grand. That's what they cost him. That's what a uh, that's what oh, the shoot. AFC title game game check is sixty. Yeah, that sucks. And think of it, he's him. a practice squad player sometimes. That sucks. He's the bottom of the barrel special teams player. They just cost him one hundred sixty five thousand. If the Chiefs won, uh, they cost him two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars.
5: I find it hard to believe though that the Chiefs like didn't think that this was a possibility. Like I'm sure Brett Veach like when they cut him, they're like well. Seems like the timing of it,
0: because they cut him two days earlier, he could actually be on Correct. Cincinnati's Correct.
5: So I team. think they were aware of what potentially could happen. So it's not like they're stunned by the news that he got picked. They clearly were okay with taking the risk of him getting picked up by Cincinnati. They didn't think it was so detrimental that they couldn't move on without him on their special team shooting.
0: Yeah, but the second There's, they cut him, the entire word
5: was, yeah, they'd like to, you know,
0: they, they're going to bring him back. Sure. Because it's not the first time they've moved on from a special teams player Knowing that they were going to, you know, make that move, right? Knowing that they were just going to try to
5: bring him back. I understand it doesn't always work that way. Like the Royals. I mean, Jacksonville almost returned one back on a kick with him out there. So it may I'll be, be quite honest with you. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think, want you
0: know, them getting any worse. I understand <laughs> you're like, they're bad. So who cares?
5: It's like, their, their coverage unit sucks to begin with.
0: That to me is like when the defense was really bad in 2018. It's like, well, they stink, so I don't care if Ron Parker's out there or not. They stink, and he Ron stinks.
5: Ron throwback
0: Doesn't matter. Just like, I don't really want you getting rid of players that you were, like, because you say all the time, the organization evaluates these guys. The organization thought that Chris Lamonts was their best special teams player. You know I know that? They played him more than any yeah. other special teams player. So on a unit that already stinks, they're like, they that they guy stinks the, the least. They
5: still cut him though. I know,
0: but they thought they could. I think <laughs> they thought they could steal him. I think they thought they'd get him through in a couple of days and bring him back.
5: Smart move by Cincy. Either way, sucks for uh, for for Chris though. No doubt about that. Hey, our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Metro Ford. View our inventory online at KC Metro Ford. .com. The one advantage that the Chiefs clearly have in this game that's not being talked about. Enough. Next.
2: You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gann Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at GANNASphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app Put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
5: All right, just getting started here on a Wednesday. It's Cody and Gold, Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwartz with you. Reminder, coming up around 11.50, we're heading out to Arrowhead to hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, of course, all wanting to hear the latest from Andy on the status of Patrick Mahomes' ankle as he continues to recover, of course, from the high ankle sprain that he's going to have. We know he's not going to be 100% on Sunday. Uh, we did hear from Andy Reid an in, uh, interview with uh, on a podcast with Tom Brady. Obviously, he seemed to be optimistic, but we'll, we'll get the latest from both of them coming up a little bit later on here on your official broadcast partner for the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio, we've talked so much about the two quarterbacks individually and also, hey, you got to get pressure on Joe Burrow. No question about that. And how does how does that stack up overall? But Kansas City, considering what their offensive line is, who wasn't available in the first meeting, which was, again, Nick Allegretti played in that game, not Joe Tooney. And then on the flip side, what George Karloftis has now suddenly become. It's also maybe playoff Frank going on, as we talked about yesterday on the show. The Chiefs actually have an advantage in the trenches. Typically, we've talked whenever they've been bounced. When they've been bounced in, like whether it's the Bucks Super Bowl or whatever, we have said those teams are more physical and they get bullied. That's what we've said. A lot of times where they've been embarrassed, it involves the them getting bullied on the offense or defensive line. Going into this game, that should not be, I don't want to say a worry, but it shouldn't happen. Plain and simple. That should not happen. Three offensive linemen are still out for, for Cincinnati. You're healthy on your offensive line as well. And this defensive line for Kansas City has got the second highest sack total in the NFL in the regular season. I think it's the
0: single lowest talked about thing for this matchup right now for all the reason people are like, oh, you know, they got Jamar Chase and Mahomes ankle. I'm like, no, normally speaking, if we were judging any NFL game, if I told you one team was not just better, not inarguably definitively better on both the offensive and defensive line over their opponent, how would you feel about the matchup, especially in the playoffs? Gold, look, I know they'll be like, "How oh, the Bills didn't get to him." Well, the Bills' pass rush after Von Miller went down wasn't good. That's why they win after Von Miller. Their offensive line is pretty good, but it's not—it's not any better than the Chiefs is. And Cincinnati's offensive line has fallen apart. The Chiefs—and and just to be clear, Cincinnati's defensive line. When I say they have the advantage, I mean they have the advantage over the other unit. The Chiefs defensive line ranks 2nd in sacks. The Bengals offensive line is a sieve. The Chiefs offensive line ranked amongst the league leaders in sacks allowed, and the Bills are sorry, the Bengals, their defensive line was third to worst in getting sacks. They have been better seemingly in these one-off games against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And I can't deny that, and I can't say that that doesn't Creep into your head a little bit. They seem like they're getting they get they do a better job in Kansas City getting to quarterback than they should with Mahomes, and they would do a better job protecting Burrow than they should. But they have the definitive advantage in that's, both areas. And I don't think that's, that's always the case.
5: It's not, but that's what's you you said it there, though. That that's what's really unique about the matchup is for whatever reason, this is why their defensive coordinator also is getting a lot of love and attention, because what he's been able to come up with against Josh Allen and obviously what he's done against Patrick Mahomes, for whatever reason, in these bigger games. The opposite of what Buffalo has had has done, right? Buffalo has struggled in the big playoff games. Cincinnati, in the biggest games of, for them in the postseason, they do a great job of of, of showing different looks. They're not consistent. Like, you, you don't know, yeah. going into the game, especially defensively, what the game plan is necessarily and how they're going to do it for Cincinnati. Like, they're good at, I don't know, let's say, let's say disguising the looks, but they're, they're you, you can't pinpoint, so we know for sure this is what they're going to do on Sunday. They're really good about adjusting. And we, you know, the the formula that works for them one week is not always the formula that works for them the next week. They're really good. Like we, we know what Spags wants to do week in and week out. I don't think you have that answer always for Cincinnati. And that's actually what makes them, I think, kind of challenging and why maybe they've had some more success Um, on paper. Yeah. The chiefs in the trenches, that, that should be an area they excel on Sunday. But as we all know, they have struggled to sack Joe Burrow. Second second best D- team getting sacks in football this year, Cody. And even in that first match, this was in, in this season when this defense, the Chiefs had the second most sacks, even in that game against Joe Burrow, they couldn't get near the guy. They couldn't bring him down. One sack, and it was basically a give-up sack from Burrow. Nick Bolton got credit for it. They, they, for whatever reason, that, I mean, that has to change on Sunday for them to win this football game. Joe Pearl cannot just sit back there and sling it and look so precise and carve you up. Cause that's what he did. He carved up the middle of the field in particular all game long against Kansas City. Whether they were handing it off to P. Ryan, whether they were just working in the middle of the field. Heck, the, even the big conversion that sealed the game, not that Jamar Chase m- t- missed tackle, but even when the Chiefs had good coverage on the slant, was it Tyler Boyd or Higgins that made that catch against, uh, I think it was Boyd. Made, Good coverage, but still middle of the field. Like the the linebackers for Kansas City have to play so much better, so much better on Sunday.
0: I understand that. And I understand that like this game was this year, but their line is worse. I'm having a hard time because I understand that what happened in these other games does matter to a certain extent. But also, this is a different game. These are not, you know, they're not even the same. They're not even playing the same is they were going in there before there. When the Chiefs and the Bengals were playing each other, this, you know the Chiefs' defensive line wasn't playing at this level. They got better as the season went on. That's how they finished second in the NFL in sacks. Yeah, they were top 10 by the time they faced Cincinnati the last time in the NFL. They finished second. And the offensive line stuff, I understand because it's hard. Because you just watched Cincinnati's offensive line hold up for a game. You know, the Chiefs' offensive line held up for a game once in an AFC title game, too. And then the next game in the playoffs, not so much. You could only, and I understand Fisher got hurt in that game, but you can only take on so much water. The Chiefs are better. They're better in the trenches. That that might be the, like, other than Patrick Mahomes existing, it is the single biggest reason for confidence for me in this game that I think they're better on the offensive line against their defensive line, their defensive line, their offensive line, and both of their units are better than both of their units, even if you just match them up
5: offensive line versus each other and defensive lines versus That's each other. It's interesting. You know, look... I I still think this is outside of the 2018 AFC title game against Tom Brady and the Patriots where we know Mahomes lost. I don't think they've had a playoff game where they have gone in and you can look and say they're not the, they're not the best team, though. I know we're talking about the trenches right now. Is that enough to make up for everything else? Because as a pure football team, it doesn't by the way, teams that aren't better than the other team win football games all the time. Um, I thought the Chiefs were the better team in the AFC title game last year going in. Than Cincy, and we know the Chiefs lost. But the Chiefs, for the first time since 2018, to me are in a playoff game in which they're not the better team going in. They're not. I know we're talking about the trenches. You're telling me you feel confident there. Like I'm not as confident as you are. I don't think that the Bengals are definitively a better team than the Chiefs. I think Chiefs. they are. Doesn't mean that doesn't mean you can't win because I thought the Chiefs were definitively were the better team last AFC title game and they lost.
0: But these two teams, to me, aren't like. I mean, maybe like the difference of Tyree kill could be the reason why you're saying that. But to me, that's like you're judging. I don't know how you're judging it. Honestly, I can't read your mind. But my my assumption for the people who are like Cincinnati's the better team, the way they're judging it is they have the better
5: skill position players. But that's not all that matters. Like in the case that we were talking skill, about, better skill position players. They also, even though you're you were talking about the the trenches, what you're talking about is what the Chiefs have done all year. Absolutely. But when they play Cincinnati, not not even last year, this season, I saw this season. For whatever reason, Cody, something is different against Cincinnati. Something's different against them. The, if it was as simple as just look at the stats all year and say, well, the Chiefs, they're the second best sack team in football. Oh, they'll sack Joe Burrow four times. No problem. Let's just move on and go to the Super Bowl. I hope that's what happens. But like, I'm not nearly as confident as you are. Like, hey, the Chiefs are the second best sack team in football. Well, then they're going to definitely get multiple sacks of Burrow. I haven't seen it yet. That's my problem. I have not seen it against this quarterback against that coaching staff yet from I haven't seen this coaching staff find a way and the players find a way to actually get the sacks to actually do that and that still scares me in this game
0: No, it's not fun to watch these two teams play over the last couple of years but at no point during any of the previous three matchups would I have been so definitive that they're better in the trenches on both sides and look if maybe the Cincinnati's offensive line had stayed healthy this entire time we'd be having a different conversation you know that the leading Bengals sack guy only had eight and a half this year in Trey Hendrickson?
5: Yeah, double digits a year ago. Yeah, he he's like, have last, he's like last
0: year's sack team for the Chiefs. Leading guy's like eight and a half, nine. You know, Hendrickson's very really good. He's like, they're Chris Jones, right? The next closest guy's like five, four.
5: So you're talking about the, off- they the offensive get, side don't This is now. both sides, though. Is I think
0: I, both sides of this conversation are important. You're, you're factoring in, I understand. You're making a bigger deal about their inability to sack Joe Burrow because yeah. they've had an inability to sack Joe Burrow, and that's less of a guarantee. But for all the... What are they going to do? The offensive line is going to hold up against what? The third worst sack team? I will firmly be ready to place some serious blame on the offensive line if Mahomes goes down a bunch in this game. Their sack, they have not been good at sacking the quarterback. Plain and simple. They're not an elite pass rush group. They're a below average one. They're like the Chiefs from last year. The Chiefs from last year. You know what happened in the AFC title game? They couldn't get any pressure because they couldn't get any pressure all year. Why would Cincinnati just start now? Oh, I'm, start getting not, I'm not as concerned
5: about the Chiefs offensive line, but I we're, we're talking about the trenches as a whole. And so when I when I look at uh, the Chiefs defensive line and this Chiefs defense getting sacks on them, like, yeah, I, ha- I haven't still. I, I There's no way I'm sitting here just because they were the second best team in sacks this year and saying that I'm confident that they're going to bring down Joe Burrow multiple times. It's like, yeah, if we want to split it up, I don't disagree with you that much on the Chiefs offensive line. Now that Joe Joe Tooney's also playing in this game, I think that, well, as much as Orlando Brown Jr. on two particular plays got owned by Hubbard, I think having an all-pro... And you're pro, not even
0: disagreeing uh, that Chiefs defensive line is clearly better than Cincinnati's offensive do. line. It's just, you just well, don't see they getting there. Against
5: Cincinnati. But I actually think Orlando Brown Jr. will be helped by the fact, with all due respect to Nick Allegretti, who actually did a nice job overall whenever he fills in, having an all-pro Joe Tooney to your right, if you're Orlando Brown Jr., should help him in this game. He did not have that in the regular season matchup when Hubbard got him on that third and goal. I do think having Tooney to his right should should hopefully help him a little bit. All right, let's get to Nick's Notable Notes. Gotta
2: write something down. Nick's Notable Notes.
4: All right, guys. So yesterday, some look-ahead lines came out for potential Super Bowl matchups. Uh, that's I don't good, wanna... since we're going to do that a little bit later on in the show. Oh, I, but I, I'm, I'm curious, though, when you look at these and the Bengals being underdogs in either one of these matchups, what does that tell us about where the Chiefs are at in terms of perception right now is this more about Mahomes ankle injury or are people just not bullish on the Chiefs as they have been
5: in years past it is the fact that if Patrick Mahomes goes out there on a bad ankle and performs well and wins you're going whatever the look ahead line is this right is now favored. the Chiefs will have a much better spot on the spread like so right now let's say they're one and a half point dogs to Philadelphia uh, if Mahomes beats Cincinnati and looks great and he gets an extra week of rest, the Chiefs will either be favorites or it'll be a pickup. They're not going to be one and a half point dogs to Philly. To the look ahead line is what it is because people are wondering about what Patrick Mahomes' health is.
4: And what's really interesting is when you look at these two teams or these two games, I should say, the, they have very unique narratives surrounding both games. Where in the AFC, it's okay, these might be the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. In the NFC, it's, well, these might be the two best teams in the NFL, the two most complete rosters in the NFL. Looking at Philly and San Francisco, both of them have traveled very unique paths to get to this point of being two of the best teams in the NFL. The Niners now with Brock Purdy. This has been a really cool storyline. I think there are still a lot of people waiting for, I think as you put it a couple of weeks ago, Gold, for Brock Purdy to turn back into a pumpkin, yet here they are on the doorsteps of going to a Super Bowl Are there any lessons to be learned about how the Niners got to this point? Because it's not as though this was all a part of some grand plan. They went all in. They traded up to get Trey Lance at number two. Now they've got Mr. Irrelevant potentially taking them to the Super Bowl. Is there any lesson to be learned from that, or is this simply a
0: byproduct of Kyle Shanahan? Uh, Shanahan's certainly a big part of it, but the same lesson that's been taught in the NFL over the last three years. Oh, I don't know. Surround your quarterback with a whole bunch of talent. Maybe the best running back in the entire NFL, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. So the second best tight end in the NFL, the best running back in the NFL, and two of the top 30 wide receivers in the NFL. That feels like a pretty good recipe, even if your quarterback's not going to be good. The Eagles on the other
4: side, completely different, right? They had to not just draft Jalen Hurts, but it took them two years to go all in with Jalen Hurts. We kind of saw this with Lamar Jackson, and maybe this is specific for running quarterbacks, but the idea that we didn't draft you to be the franchise quarterback, all of a sudden you're our starter. We'll play out the string, see how it goes. Okay, we kind of like what we've seen, but we're not quite sold yet. Let's go all in. Let's build around you. Let's build this great running game with a great offensive line and then see what you're capable of. And obviously it's been very fruitful for Philadelphia. Which of those two strategies do you think is more replicable because while it may seem like on the surface the eagles is the obvious answer we've also seen maybe a limitation put on quarterbacks who are run first or on quarterbacks whose biggest strength is their ability to run and that we have not seen that result in sustained success over long periods of time
0: uh you know it's i feel like the easier path like if you're trying to recreate the model is to choose the one that doesn't involve having a quarterback like okay just like a guy who can pocket pass and be back but there then you versus... have to have be
4: perfect in nearly every other facet of your roster sure. construction but
0: then i feel like but the shelf life might be greater like i know that the the roster construction part but with jalen hurts the same question will come up with every quarterback he can be as big as he wants cam newton's one of the biggest human beings i've ever seen on earth and he eventually fell apart so it's like what's the shelf life uh, of cam your newton, running quarterback newton,
5: even though cam newton was the like uh, like Jalen Hurts, to me, is already a better passer than Cam Newton ever was.
4: Sure. Probably so. But I still would push push back on that a little bit, Cody, just because I don't think it's easy to have a great roster for more than just a couple of years. We've seen it with the Chiefs. You can have a window of three or four years, but the idea that you're going to have a great offensive line, great pass rushers, great secondary, great weapons on offense for more than a two three-year window like there's going to be roster turnover you're going to have to make decisions and when you reset the margin for error is still incredibly thin it's just it's funny because both of these teams have been two of the most consistent franchises in the nfc i mean the niners have been to three or four nfc championships i think i saw the eagles have been to more nfc championships than any team in the nfc since 2000 and they've done it with three different quarterbacks
0: McNabb and
4: hurts and or well, yeah. wins, whatever. Yeah, whoever you want to give credit to there. But it's just, I don't know what... I don't know if there's much rhyme or reason other than the Eagles have just been a good organization and the Niners just have a really good coach who can win with any quarterback.
0: I mean, the good coach part, those those are the two things in the NFL. We know that. Get a great coach, get a great quarterback. And if you have one or the other, you're probably going to have some success. If you somehow manage both at the same time, then you're the Chiefs, right? I mean, it's... Or, <laughs> Some of the other great Okay, dynasties. so then
4: fast forward five years. Which of those two organizations are you more confident will still be, like, a major player in the NFC? Oh,
0: man, that depends on how good I think Sirianni is, probably.
4: Um...
5: I think we have seen.
0: History tells us it's the Eagles, right? Howie Roseman and the Eagles. I mean, three yeah. out of four but, NFC was, championships. History
5: tells us that the Niners are going to be in the NFC title game almost every year. The 25 the years of history tells
0: us that sure. no matter what happens with the Eagles, they'll find their well, way back. What's
5: so
4: funny about that is if I were to ask you the same question for the AFC, it would be kind of a pointless conversation because you would probably say, well, both of them. Yeah, both be great. The Bengals and the Chiefs are still going to be around because that's the confidence that you have. When you have a quarterback that you believe is one of the elite guys, which obviously Cincy in Kansas City does.
0: Seems nice. It's All nice right. having an elite quarterback. All those years in Kansas City where you had to I feel deal like you
4: away. guys didn't love my notes today. I had no problem. If we're just doing much. like an immediate, you know, after show exit meeting.
0: What do you mean? I liked your notes. I don't know. I responded many I didn't times. Feel, I
4: didn't feel the enthusiasm I was really gunning for today. What were you looking for? I don't know, man. I just wanted more. Well, I wanted you guys to love it. I wanted you guys <laughs> to be like just absolutely –
0: Going hmm. berserk over there. Going
5: going berserk over the notes. Okay.
0: Maybe next time, maybe tomorrow, Gold, we can chant for them before he goes to Mike. Notes, notes, notes. And then we can build up towards it. Would that help?
4: Yeah. Kind of like, like they do in uh, The Nutty Professor. <laughs> what? The clumps. Yeah. But, He's like, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. It's just like a-, a Murphy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great comedian. Do- Mount Rushmore, comedian, Gold? Ooh. Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah, doesn't he have to be. Yeah,
5: it's one of the most popular comedians of all time. But it doesn't have to be on your Mount Rushmore. Yeah, if he's popular, doesn't I mean you like, like you think he's the best. Like, comedy example, is subjective. For example, I know everybody will put Jerry Seinfeld there. His stand-up comedy is not for me. I'm not a huge fan of his. Stand-up. I know he's considered one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Andrew I, Dice Clay. I've seen it. He's that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, not. Have a, you seen not, him?
4: Have you seen him live in, in Vegas?
5: Yeah. <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Not Matt Rushmore. Were you Moore, dying laughing during the show? It was show? an incredible show. Was it really? It really was. So if, he's not for everybody, as you know, Nick. Like he is one of the dirtiest comics ever. Has he still? Has he kind of gotten recently? Like is he even? Has he gotten canceled? Is yeah, that Yeah, basically. I don't know. Seems well, like no, a guy. Tough if someone's going to get
0: canceled. Seems yeah. like he'd be pretty likely.
4: I've. Uh, it's it's a tough it's a tough list to keep track of because a lot of guys are being canceled. A lot of more even more guys are complaining about being canceled. That aren't being canceled. Yeah, it's like, it's always that dude who's got getting paid twenty million dollars by Netflix for a stand-up special.
5: I have some some cool news though. The texter actually informed us of this, and uh, someone ended up. We'll, we'll see if we can we can get the, the the audio of it before the end of the show. But uh, this show was on uh, MLB Network, their Hot Stuff Show from something we did last week. We had uh, Michael Massey and M J Melendez, of course, on our show Friday. And Chris from Overland Park, of course, called in, uh, the, you know, Vinny oh. Pascontito. So they played uh, they played a, a cut of that. They had us on talking with Vinny about Chris and NOP. So they, they used that, and then they had our interview with Vinny yesterday. he's really pulling Network. the tape on this show. MLB MLB huh? Network. Just, people are listening, man. Nick it was up, me. That's our producer I doing sent great it off. work. You just
0: sent it to Chris Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man.
4: I sent it off, and... I said, hey, just in case, you guys might like something In
0: like their this. defense, it's January on MLB Network, which means...
5: And they're talking Royals well, right I'm now. Well, I'm always... In the last 24 hours, nobody's been more active than the Kansas City Royals. Okay. Well, baseball season's January through
4: December for me. So For you.
0: that's Those are your... Just all year or, like, December through January, just the two months? Yeah. You only like hot stove baseball. Well, the rest of you but bozos not
4: the are sport. fawning over football. I'm doing, you know, VORP project- projections.
0: Honestly, impressed that Vorp was the one you came up with there. Yeah. I didn't well, think I didn't know what you were gonna say there, but I thought you were gonna say like babib. I thought you were gonna go a little more vanilla whether you, but you went Vorp.
4: Yeah, why does every why does every single baseball statistic sound like something a virgin would say? Babip, you know? <laughs> like trying to use that in a conversation and not it sound like, like an absolute dweeb.
0: I think it's because all of them sound like somebody trying to learn like Klingon. Like Babip and Vorp. That's exactly what it is. That is exactly what it is. It sounds sounds like like you're doing like
4: interstellar travel.
0: Yeah. Like you, like, we need to increase our Vorp speed. (laughs) 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 Yeah. That's baseball. Every sport's got its own. Is basketball like getting at They Bavid Bavid talk so much about like Ken I mean, Palm yeah, and all so the, the other NFL, advanced I mean, numbers.
5: I mean, the NFL like you say like DVOA has become like this thing that everybody utilizes, and it's actually very good. But like DVOA and EPA, like so every sport has it, at but least you are saying nothing, the letters. You nothing's know, things like baseball you break or, them up. Nothing's like baseball where baseball reference. There is always a new like column every year. Yeah. They add a new column of something well, else to track.
4: VORP. Why don't you just make it you know V O R P? That sounds mm-hmm. less nerdy than VORP. They got to talk fast stuff going Bab- on. By the way, Babip sounds like something you would name your dog if you were living on Pluto. Huh?
0: Oh, okay. Babip. And it's like purple here, with yellow dots. Come here, come here, boy.
4: <laughs> Let's go get some vorp.
0: Oh, Nick. Anti baseball is always I'm not mm. anti baseball.
5: Big anti baseball. Who brought
4: guy. up baseball? I invoked baseball. Huh? I hmm? brought it up, I thought. No, but I'm the one who sent the audio to M L B network. Are you, are
0: you officially taking credit for that?
4: Yeah. In hmm. mm-hmm. the video. I sent the video, too, in the stream. Wow. They didn't just find that on the internet. It's readily
5: you just, available. Didn't, you didn't say anything to us until just now, though. Well, we'll I wanted it, it to be a
0: surprise. Mm-hmm. That's nice of you. I like surprises. Uh, Alex are, hates him, though. Those so. are
5: Nick's. I do. I hate surprises. Those are Nick's notable notes I've hated in my entire life. Uh, coming up next, though, there is one thing uh, that has been brought up that some people are concerned about for the Chiefs. It has nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes' ankle. We'll tell you what that is next.
2: There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gann Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance. Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs. 610 Sports Radio.
0: We really
3: need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.
2: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?